Welcome to another glorious episode of Paranormally Speaking with Neil Parks. I'm your host. Hope that you're having a great week so far. Got a lot of cool information to cover on this week's episode. So just hang tight, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Why is everyone so obsessed with storming Area 51? The petition is up to a million people, followers, people claiming that they are going to storm Area 51 in September. On foot, mind you. And that's probably not going to turn out very well, considering that that's advance notice for the guards of Area 51 and the military intelligence community will be able to sit and wait for a mass amount of people to show up and then just use laser-guided missiles and explosive devices and probably landmines to wipe out a majority of them, which will then make those that are taking up the rear tuck tail and run. Not really a good idea, but this week's podcast, Paranormally Speaking, I will be discussing the event that is happily titled Storming. Area 51. I was lucky enough to come into contact with the uh, an acquaintance of mine, an interview he did a while back with uh, world-renowned UFOologist Bob Lazar. Uh, Bob Lazar first came to uh, prominence in 1989 when he appeared in a documentary about a super-secret U.S. Air Force involvement with the UFOs and attempts to reverse-engineer alien technology. He claims to have been part of a project to research and replicate nine captured ships built by so-called gray aliens from the Zeta Retukulai star system. Bob Lazar is a UFO expert and he's given us a chilling warning to stay away from Area 51. By themselves as FBI and um, they uh, said here Bob Lazar right and then you know one of them got on the radio saying yeah he's here. Apparently they also had my house taped out and they were deciding whether or not to go there the conveyor belt of vehicles and agents and police did not stop the whole thing it was like a twilight zone episode they came in and then they said there'll be a few other people coming here just got a couple questions to ask you in a short time the street filled up with vehicles and the building completely filled with agents it was really something else did they identify themselves initially as yeah the it was fbi identified themselves then came in state police and a few other agencies i don't remember who but um there were a lot an awful lot standing room only in, in the building it was it was crazy yeah they had like a forensic truck they had a bunch of different agents they gridded off the building i mean obviously they're they're looking for something yeah yeah and what they said, they were looking for some paperwork, an old order from two years ago about a customer that, uh, you know, ordered some potentially toxic material, which <laughs> they could have called for. But uh, this was certainly way over the top. 
I looked up to select the right key, and they were right beside me. It was quite surprising, considering you could see all around here, and there would generally have to be a vehicle or something somewhere. But I just pulled up, got out, picked the key, and then they started talking from behind me. I thought that was really strange. Of course, it got much stranger as the day went on. What, what got stranger about it? Well, just the sheer amount of people that came. Agency after agency. I mean, they had computer experts here going through, you know, all the computer equipment we had here. They had people sectioning off the building, labeling it in cubic meters so they can search each one. You know, what they were looking for was just a, an order form. So, very strange. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Stretch those quads and prep that tinfoil hat. Over one million people have signed on to a Facebook event pledging to raid Area 51 in Nevada in a quest to see them aliens, as is put. The event, titled Storm Area 51, They Cannot Stop All of Us, is inviting users from around the world to join a Naruto Run, a Japanese magna-inspired running style featuring arms outstretched backwards and heads forward into the area. We can move faster than their bullets, the event page states, which is clearly written with tongue-in-cheek, God I hope, promises those who RSVP for the September 20th event. What are they after? The mysteries of Area 51 have been the focus of conspiracy theories for decades, and many people think it's where the U.S. government stores its secrets about aliens and UFOs. The area was officially acknowledged as a military site in 2013, but the theories live on. Though the September event is most certainly a joke, it comes just a few weeks after a group of U.S. Senators were briefed about reported encounters between the U.S. Navy and unidentified aircraft, literally an unidentified flying object. So what do they know? Where can we sign up to hear about this? Are you ready to storm Area 51? Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Paranormal. The word paranormal denotes experiences that are outside the norm and beyond scientific explanation. Even so, these events from supernatural phenomena to extrasensory perception to ghosts, aliens, and UFOs take on a life of their own in pop culture. That's where live science comes in. 
The reporters dig into the latest paranormal news to debunk and even explain the science of what's really causing these seemingly supernatural. Related topics to this, that being aliens, religion, life's little mysteries, so on and so forth. Live science is an excellent resource to go through. I have got to ask, what on earth would we do without the internet? People now want to storm the Bermuda Triangle because it can't swallow all of us, they say. The internet gives us so many opportunities, finding jobs, shopping, connecting with loved ones. Oh, and it also helps to organize worldwide raids against government protected areas. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last few weeks, you'll have noticed that the internet has exploded with enthusiastic individuals wanting to group together to storm Area 51, the most secretive and highly protected area in the United States. It's now up past 1.5 million, but it doesn't end there. The Bermuda Triangle is the most recent secretive hotspot that people want to tackle, and it seems like there are folks out there who aren't afraid of anything. If the Space Force won't fight aliens, who the hell will? A couple of weeks ago, military news site Task and Purpose confirmed the disturbing fact. The newly created U.S. Space Force has no intention of fighting aliens. Despite the recent uptick of military UFO sightings, the Pentagon appears uninterested, at least officially, in the possibility of hostile aliens. But if an alien invasion does take place, which arm of the Pentagon would respond? The answer? Probably all of them. During a recent Pentagon roundtable, Task and Purpose's Pentagon reporter Jeff Shogel asked if the Space Force is concerned about the threats posed by extraterrestrial intelligence. The official answer he got back was, well, no. Shogel's question was asked with tongue firmly planted in cheek, but the revelation last year that U.S. Navy fighter jets encountered alleged UFO crafts in 2004 and again in 2015, in both instances appearing on radar and leaving behind video evidence makes one wonder. If the unidentified flying objects described by the Navy pilots, as well as military and civilian personnel for the past 70 years, are really of extraterrestrial origin and unfriendly, how would the Pentagon deal with them? If UFOs suddenly descend from the skies, toasting the Statue of Liberty, the Great Mall of America, and the Golden Gate Bridge with death rays, the Pentagon would need to convene some sort of study group to quickly determine what kind of threat it was dealing with. If that happens, forget the Air Force. Ironically, the service that would most likely take the lead is the U.S. Navy. Why the Navy, you ask? Aliens would likely come from vast distances, traveling light years and long-distance voyages to smash puny humans. The U.S. Navy is unique among the services in planning similar, though much, much shorter voyages. Both submarines and UFOs deal with pressure. In the case of submarines, the pressure is on the outside, while in space, the pressure is on the inside of the vehicle. From an operational and technical standpoint, aliens and sailors have few things in common. There are other reasons the Navy might take the lead. 
71% of Earth's surface is covered by water, and if aliens operated from the water, remember the 2004 sighting included reports of 737 sized object in the surface of the ocean. The Navy is unique in having manned aircraft, surface ships, and submarines prowling above, on, and below the surface of the ocean. The Navy could also sail the most remote locations in the world's oceans, establishing a military presence for weeks or months to investigate and monitor for enemy activity. The Air Force could operate against aliens, but the service's fighters and bombers could only remain on station for mere minutes or hours before returning to base. Against a terrestrial threat, this isn't really a big deal, but against an alien threat we know nothing about, and according to the 2004 incident, theoretically capable of traveling extraordinary distances in the blink of an eye, such a force would be less useful. If humans could lure aliens into a set piece, battle the Air Force, and could bring a lot of uh, firepower, but how one lures aliens into battle is anyone's guess. In the meantime, the Space Force, nestled under control of the Air Force, would contribute to alien war by maintaining the U.S. military's network of position, navigation, and timing GPS satellites, communication satellites, and other space-based assets. The Army would be the service responsible if aliens attempted a landing in the United States, or presumably one of our allies. The Army's 10 combat divisions would spring into action, attempting to destroy the aliens with fire and maneuver. It would be in many ways similar to countering an airborne landing. With the Army attempting to destroy the aliens' landing zone and prevent the flow of alien reinforcements, the Marines could also get into the alien fighting, particularly overseas in Asia, Europe, or even the Middle East, though one would like to think aliens would be smart enough to avoid that region and the prospect of their own 18-year war altogether. Of course, all of this is contingent on the U.S. military being on par with alien technology, which frankly is extremely unlikely. The universe is billions of years old, and other races could easily have a major head start of a million years or more on us. And certainly, any species capable of interstellar flight is far more technologically advanced than we are. Consider that a handful of 21st century tanks could crush an army from the 11th century, or even the 19th century for that matter. Even a difference of a thousand years would be ample enough to ensure humanity's defeat from even a minor alien expedition slash hunting slash trip slash bachelor party. If aliens do exist, ultimately, it may not matter if they are hostile or not, or destruction at their hand, our destruction at their hands would be about as inevitable as destruction from an extinction level meteor impact. They could even be friendly the combination of advanced destructive technology and violent tendencies leading to intelligent life, self-screening itself from interstellar travel, that would be uh, bad news for humanity, of course. The UFOs people are seeing could even be top-secret U.S. government craft. The aliens could be us in the end. Maybe it doesn't matter if the Pentagon has a plan to fight aliens after all.
Pentagon's secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell. The former leader of the U.S. government's top secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell, and he is sharing some of them for the first time in a new documentary. Intelligence officer Luis Elizondo served as the former director of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, an initiative launched in 2007 to study reports of UFO encounters. Elizondo departed the Pentagon in 2017. That year, he spoke with reporters at the New York Times confirming the existence of the shadowy agency and describing its mission. Now, Elizondo is pulling back the curtain on his tenure with the AATIP, which he left because of a lackluster official response to the agency's findings and their unwillingness to address potential risks from UFOs, according to the new show, Undefined Inside America's UFO Investigation, which premiered on May 31st on the History Channel at 10 p.m. No, there isn't a big reveal that the UFOs were alien spacecraft all along, but delving into long-hidden accounts of UFO investigations will hopefully encourage people and authorities to overcome long-standing stigmas and talk more openly about these mysterious aircraft, some of which may pose a bigger threat than we realize, Elizondo told Live Science. UFOs have perplexed and fascinated people for decades. They also pose a unique challenge to federal agents trying to determine if they represent a threat to national security. Before AATIP, the U.S. Air Force had launched Project Blue Book, which investigated more than 12,000 purported UFO sightings from 1952 to 1969. During Elzondo's tenure at AATIP, observers reported UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds more than five times the speed of sound. Yet there were none of the signatures that usually accompany aircraft flying at such fantastic speeds, such as a sonic boom, he said. The UFOs were also unexpectedly mobile traveling so fast that they would have experienced gravitational forces or G-forces that far exceeded the limits of endurance for both humans and aircrafts. The F-16 Fighting Falcon aircraft, one of the most maneuverable in the U.S. arsenal, reaches its limit at around 16 to 18 Gs, while the human body can withstand about 9 Gs for a very short time before a person would start to black out, Elizondo said. These things that were observed that they were observing were pulling 400 to 500 Gs, he said. They don't have engines or even wings, and they are able to seemingly defy the natural effects of Earth's gravitational pull and what we know about physics. Some of the UFO sightings reported to AATIP were eventually resolved as aerial drones or test firings of new types of missiles that were spotted from an unusual angle. But while many astonishing UFOs still defied explanation, there simply isn't enough evidence to suggest they belong to extraterrestrials, Alzando added. However, another possibility is even more unsettling than the prospect of an alien invasion, that a foreign adversary has secretly developed technologies that are strategic game changers, unlike anything ever seen before, he said. Addressing the potential threat is an unnecessary step that government officials, even those that support AATIP, don't take seriously enough, according to Elizondo. What's more, the entrenched secrecy shrouding Official UFO investigations only reinforces the association of UFOs with tinfoil hats and ridiculous stories. We trust the American people to know that North Korea has nuclear warheads pointed at Los Angeles. 
yet we don't trust them with the knowledge that there's something in our skies that we don't know what it is. That seems counterproductive to me, Alzando noted. Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for your undivided attention, and I'll see you soon. Keep watching the skies.